Blog Talk Radio. right here with your girl, Nakia. Hey, guys. How you been? I know you've been missing me because I've been missing you guys. Like, it's, it's been crazy. I think I start this, this out, like, every week I say, it's been crazy. And it has. It's just been crazy. This past nine months has just been, ah, you guys know. It's been, I ain't even going to go there tonight. I really am not. But it has. It's been crazy. I want to start tonight out just by saying, um, I want to just extend condolences um, on behalf of Indy Fire to to all those who have lost um, a loved one this past week. It, it seems like, you know, um, I, I say this every week, we're extending condolences out to, you know, the celebrities that um, have lost loved ones. But I want to just extend our condolences out, heartfelt sympathy out to um, our listening audience, you know, who are are going through right now periods of bereavement, um, periods of dealing with uh, grief and loss, um, you know, because you all are going through it just like everyone else um, um, right now. And so we here at Indy Fire just would like to extend our heartfelt condolences um, to you and your family um, during these uncertain and, and very troublesome times right now um we pray for your um your strength we pray that god continues to just comfort you um during these times um that's our moment of silence um i'm not going to give the list like we normally do of the, the celebrities because again we, we just offer our heartfelt condolences um, and, and sympathy to all those who are going through through these times right now. Um, next Thursday will be our last show um, of the year. Uh, nothing's wrong. <laughs> you know, we have the, 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 the period that we have, the dates, I keep using the wrong word, the dates that we have for the awards show, and so um, next Thursday will be the last show so that we can go ahead and um, this year for the first time we have to get um, our nominees out or the nominations out so that the listening audience is able to um, assist us with this uh, the, the voting process this year. So, um, again, next Thursday is the last show. 
Um, Royal Diamond will be back with us. I believe he was on last year or maybe the year before. Um, either way, he will be our last guest of the year, joining us next Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, next Tuesday's guest is kind of up in the air. Just tune in. Uh, major, major announcement coming our way next Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just tune in. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Just tune in. You know we got Monday morning motivation on Monday mornings, right? Um, just tune in. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Just tune in. New host, same time, uh, kind of for the same show, but um, new host. That's all I'll say. All right? You know them. You love them. Uh, but just tune in. All right? 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here. Um, Monday morning, motivation. Super, super excited to have my guest here with me this evening. Um, guys, you know I love wine, right? Right? And um, for the one show that I should be, like, sipping wine, I'm I'm so sober. And I don't know how to act. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. They're all over the place. I actually got, like, three bottles of water here with me. Um, but my hands, I don't know what to do with them because, you know, I'm always calm because I got my wine. I'm laid back. And if, if I told you the truth, you know, you wouldn't believe me. Um, so I'm going to tell you the truth. I have not had a glass of wine um, since January. <clears throat> I know. Y'all be thinking I'll be over here drinking. I have not had wine since January. Doctor's orders. Um, and uh, it's killing me. It's killing me. And I actually bought wine like two nights ago just for this show, right? But doctor's orders yesterday, no no wine. And so um, it's, it's killing me to be here tonight with this young man. And we've laughed over, you know, Instagram posts and, you know, social media incidents over this past year. And I, I, I've had wine, but I haven't drank the wine. And I feel like tonight could have been the night that I had this wine with me and I can't indulge, you know. So I want you guys to pour a glass of wine and get ready for my guest this evening. All right? <laughs> I'm talking about Ray Scholes. He's a certified sommelier with the Court of Master Sommeliers. He has a discerning palate and is a passionate wine lover, <laughs> like myself. He is known not only for his incredible taste and abilities and vast knowledge, but also for his friendly, relaxed, and professional approach to wine education. Growing up in Compton, California, Ray admits, I come from a world where education and fine wines, sake, craft brews, and spirits did not exist. His fascination for wine took off after graduation from Johnson & Wells University, where he earned his Bachelor's of Food Service Management. His thirst for wine has taken him across the globe to vineyards where he's learned and improved his skills beyond textbooks. He has spent over 10 years in the restaurant and hospitality industry with wine list creation, dynamic staff training, and restaurant management under his belt. When he isn't hosting tasting events, he works as the beverage account manager in the wine division of a Miami distribution company, who he serves prominent yet underdeserved markets, including but not limited to black and indigenous people of color, young professionals, Miami sommeliers and beverage professionals, beverage professionals globally, ages 25 to 50. And if I listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, 
certified sommelier, DJ, and content creator, Ray Schultz. That, that, was, that was kind of impressive. What's good? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? That you? was kind of impressive. I'm good. I'm good. I was actually just kind of sitting back and listening to the bio, and I'm like, man, who wrote this mess? Like, <laughs> somebody was gassing me. Somebody was gassing your brother. You know what? Like, <laughs> Everybody says that. Like, nobody ever sits back and listens. And maybe they don't go back and read their bios, and they think, Wait a minute, that's me? You're talking about me? Yeah, for real. You know what yeah, it is? That's you. See, for me, like, I've read it over and over and over again. Like, I'm in the middle of, I have two websites right now versus just one because I'm redoing it. And so I've had to go back and make corrections and look at it and then reread it. But when you hear someone else talk about it, you're like, dang, for real? All of that? All right. <laughs> we had this conversation one time before I don't think I've ever other than um, Zeus I don't think I've ever had a guest or really talked to anybody who's been in the food and beverage or hospitality industry before and I've been in this industry yeah. for 15 years this is actually my career I've been in this industry for 15 years and when I first started like I'm on the, the hotel tourism side of it not the, the food and beverage side of it and so, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to go through all of it. When you, when you school, you got to go through all of it. And so taking classes yeah. for me, um, it was the, the, the um, this was the worst part of it for me. When you got to the, the food and beverage, when you got to the restaurant part, all of that, oh, my gosh, that was, like, the worst to me. Like, that was the struggle for me because I didn't want, <laughs> I wasn't interested in the food and beverage, and I wasn't interested in the restaurant part of it. That, mm-mm. I don't want to do any of that. And I just remember, you know, the classes, um, the, it was my professors, like, we had it out. Like, I, like, you don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever want to work in a restaurant. Like, I don't ever want to be behind a bar. I don't, I don't do none of this. Until right. it got to the wine tasting class. Like, can you sign me up for this, like, three times? Like, can I take this class, like, three times? Like, <laughs> that was the best class for me. And I saved that class for last because, well, like next to last semester, um, because wine was like it for me, it, you know. And I felt like I was, I became so culturally aware of myself. And I'm talking like I graduated the first time um, back in 97. All right. So um, uh, I felt so culturally aware of myself when I took this class back then. Now, when I, this was when I right. was in school for political science. When I went back for hospitality management, you know, I took the class again. Um, and, again, I felt like I, I was just, you, 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 you see a different side of you. You start to learn things because, and this is one of my questions down the road, but you, you drink wine um, because you like the taste or, you know, uh, you're not fully aware of what you're – you don't worry about pairing anything with anything. You just drink it because, you know, I like to have the wine glass in my hands and, you know, I like the way I look with it. But when you take a wine-tasting class and you learn how to pair and you – you know, I just felt like I was better than anyone else. And that was the only thing that I liked about the food and and, and 
restaurant and the beverage side of the hospitality management curriculum at all. And you know what the funny thing is? People tell me, like, why are you still in the industry? And I said, you have to realize that there is there's a fine line, a very fine line between um, the hotel side of it and the food and beverage side of it. You know, we all still do the same thing. I just don't work on the restaurant side. That's all. That's exactly. it. <laughs> but I want to jump. You know what? I could talk about that all day. I really can. I want to jump right into this because it's not about me. You know, it's all about you. Um, oh, stop it. It is. You know, it is. How do you analyze when it comes to wine? How do you analyze something like wine, which is such a subjective experience? Okay. So the the best thing to do is to do it blind. <clears throat> it's just the wine in the glass by itself. <clears throat> a lot of people will get caught up in a label or a name and glass, you walk up to a table and someone's like, hey, what do you think of this wine? You have no choice but to be subjective and, and tell what you think of whatever is in that glass. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so the other thing that you do is, you know, when I'm looking at a wine, when I'm analyzing a wine, I'm looking at the color. You know, does it, does it match what it's supposed to be? I'm also, you know, smelling for any faults in the wine, anything that might be wrong with the wine. Is the wine bad? Um, and then also for whatever characteristics that the wine is going to give, you know, what fruit components, what earthy qualities it might have, you know, um, and then obviously the tasting portion and whether or not, you know, is something out of balance? Is the wine sweeter than it's supposed to be? Is it drier than it's supposed to be? Is it Does it have too much alcohol and, you know, it's clashing with all the other components? So that's how I analyze a wine. And what was the first wine that you ever drank that the taste literally blew you away? I would say the first wine that blew me away was, uh, I'll never forget it. It's a bottle of, uh, it's called Ditorin, or some would say Ditorin. And it's from South okay. Africa, from Stellenbosch, South Africa. And absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and from that moment, I was just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm selling this wine every chance I get. Um, and that's what really started trying uh, what transitioned me into really studying more and learning more about wine. How much does the bottle go for? At that time, I think the bottle retail was about $50. I think now it's probably somewhere around 60 or so, depending on where you find it at. Okay. So we, we want to enlighten our listening audience um, just a little on how to properly enjoy a wine tasting experience um, for those who may have never um, had one before. All right. Well, what tips yeah, so do you have? Very, go ahead. What tips do you have for someone who would first want to go? to a wine tasting? So the very first thing that I would say is go to my website, 
theroyalvines.com or follow me on Instagram. We can set up a virtual tasting for you. Um, but besides that, go in with an open mind and really ask questions. That's the biggest thing. Ask questions. No matter how silly you might think that question is, chances are someone in that room or someone in that meeting, you know, whether it's virtual or in person, someone else is going to have that same question. And, you know, we all know at this point in our lives, you know, once we get a little older, that the person that asks the questions is the person who is going to be able to receive that education. So if you're not asking questions of, you know, that you've had for years or you've had for months or something that comes up, if you're not asking that question, it's not going to be answered. And, you know, you're, you're failing yourself in not asking those questions. So ask, ask, ask plenty of questions. Um, and if the, the psalm is good, you know, they're going to a- answer those questions in a way that you're going to receive it. You're going to be able to kind of digest it. And you're like, okay, cool, I get it now. All right, so we're at our sampling, and you just poured a bit of wine in our glass. How should we taste our wine? All right, so first we're going to look at it. You're going to take a look at it, and you're going to kind of hold it at a 45-degree angle away from you, so that way you don't spill it on yourself. And you want to be looking at, like, a white background, and you want to look at the wine and see what color it is. Then you put your nose in it and you're going to smell it, and think of the things that you smell. For me, sometimes I get hung up, so I think of colors. And I know it sounds weird. People are like, what? You think of colors when you smell wine? But (laughs) I do, and I then associate – I'm serious. I I associate those colors with different fruits and different components that can be in the wine. So, you know, there might be sometimes where I'm like, man, I'm getting like this orange, brown, and green color – and then I think to myself, okay, mm-hmm. what's orange? Obviously, oranges mm-hmm. are orange. Um, right. You also right. have flowers. There's flowers that can be orange. Um, mm-hmm. Then green. All right, what about green apples, right? Synthetic grapes are green. Um, you know, there's all types of different things that can be green. And then you think about brown. I'm like, okay, well, what, what's brown? Maybe mushrooms or, like, the soil, you know, the ground. You know, those those aromas can be in wine. And then my mind starts to open up and say, okay, what else, what else, what else? So once you, once you, smell, um, once you smell those things, then you can go ahead and go into the tasting and see if those things that you smelled, you're also tasting as well and see if they change. You know, because sometimes you can smell a fruit and you're like, oh, my gosh, it smells like papaya. And it smells like really ripe papaya, you know, almost like super sweet. And then you taste it, and you're like, oh, that papaya is still there, but it's not as sweet as it was when I smelled it. So, and, and that's the fun part. Hmm. All right. Suppose after we've tasted our wine, um, and, and technically there's nothing wrong with the wine itself, but we just don't like it. What should we do? cook with it um, if you're at home. And, I mean, if not, you know, if you're at a restaurant, don't feel bad to send the wine back. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm actually not feeling this. And then typically the psalm is like, hey, that's perfectly fine. Let's find something that you are going to enjoy. You know, that's kind of the job. 
um, and it comes with the territory. Not everybody's going to like the recommendation. Not everybody's going to like every wine. So sometimes it's really just trial and error. It's like, hey, you know what? why don't you try this? Tell me what you think. Okay, you don't like this? Well, try this. And then if they're good at what they do, then they'll be able to find something that's your cup of tea, something that you're going to enjoy. So say that you're at a restaurant, and um, and I know this is a, a big misconception, like me personally, at home drinking, I have a go-to wine. It's it's a cheap bottle. Um, go to Walmart, grab it. It's a sangria. I love it. I eat it. I mean, I drink it with everything, you know, um, damn hot fries, damn cotton candy, um, bubble gum, you name it. I drink this sangria with everything. Um, that's that's the one I copped yesterday. Um, but when I go out, you know, I know how to pair my wine with what I'm eating. Now, I'm a pescatarian, so I'm very limited on what I'm able to eat when I go out as well as home. So my wines, are, I'm, I'm limited. I don't, you know, I know what I like and I know what I, I, I like to drink as well as eat. But suppose someone is out, you know, they go to Applebee's, okay? There's not someone that really knows how to pair wine with their meal. What do you think one of the biggest misconceptions that customers have when it comes to um, ordering food with wine? For me, the biggest misconception is you got to get it right. You know, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to have red wine with red meat and white wine with white meat or fish or chicken. And it's not necessarily true. Um, and a lot of people think that they don't have the answers themselves. But the answer really to your, your wine pairing at the very basic level is understand the flavors that are in the food and the flavors that are in the wine. And it's not hard to figure out. You know, if you're out at Applebee's and you're going to pick up, some, you get some food, all right, think about you know the food that you're getting because you, you you know what you're ordering. You're like, okay, I like these flavors. And then type into Google, Google search, wines with flavor of boom, or nice pairings of boom. And as long as you, you know, try and match up those flavors, I think you'll be perfectly fine. going to be some trial and error, so you're going to have some, you know, some things that don't work, but that's also the journey. It's also the fun part about trying new things. I've had some wine pairings that were absolute trash. I mean, absolute garbage. And you know what? You you learn from those. Like, I've tried some really weird stuff, and I'm like, yep, that doesn't work. Um, but that's the fun part. And don't put pressure on yourself to get it right. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. And then, worst case scenario, do like the Italians do. Drink whatever the hell you want with whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I must be Italian then. <laughs> that sangria goes with everything. <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nikia. Um, and uh, my very, very special guest. Uh, seems like he's a jack of all trades. You know, he's a DJ. He's a content creator. Um, but tonight we're um, dipping into his world of um, – wine reviews and, and wine tasting and um, certified sommelier, uh, Ray Scholes.
me open Just speaking the truth uh-huh. Every time you come around You kill my sweet tooth right. You the insulin shot I want If I get diabetes right. Wanna make you happy Neck your wrist filled with evil uh-huh. Shot me with a cupid arrow Can't pull it out can't pull it Like out. when I'm in that cocoa Ain't no pulling out. pullin' out The sign of your moaning I swear keep me going uh-huh. As I continue to swim Deeper in your ocean yeah. I'll be your front line soldier Feelings all listed You bring a side out of me I didn't know existed You that 180 Complete the 360 Your joy smiling Come for shows When you get around me Feels too good to be true Just gotta trust the process We got bright days ahead Best believe I got it I'm in it for the long run You dealing with a thoroughbred now I'm about to show you how it's done Damn right, I'm selfish. Yeah, right. I'ma be the one deliver everything you wish. Might be a tall task, but I ain't break the challenge. I'ma play my part, maintain the balance. When it come to you, I can't get enough. Your boy be going crazy by that cocoa puff. The way that boxy soaking, feel like the faucet running. Shouting out my name while I'm steady stroking. I aim to please, cater to all your needs. Rocking my last name, father all your seeds. My actions speak volumes, just follow me, just follow me. Lead block like Rassman, hella yards to carry. I got you. About to show you things that you ain't never seen before. Uh-huh. Take you to places that you ain't never been before. Uh-huh. Nothing but the best, cause you deserve it. Right. I'm all in it with you, cause to me you're worth it. Hey, ways it done. Microphone check with Coco. If you're just tuning in, you are live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia, and my very, very special guest, Ray Shows, the Royal Vine. Yeah. Yeah, so we were talking that, about... That song was um, fire, though. Yeah, that wasn't was supposed to play. We were actually supposed to give you a little bit of uh, uh, way on. Y'all just be messing up over there. Good help is so hard to find, I swear. Uh, anyway, <laughs> y'all mix it up. W's, you get W's, I know. I swear. Anyway, anyway, um, we were talking about um, what were we talking about? We were talking about tasting wine, um, baby. Yeah, but but what what people were over um, over expecting when they go to restaurants. So, um, what do you think is the most no full pairing? Talking about pairing, pairing. That's, yeah, pairing, pairing, pairing. There we go. Um, what's the most exquisite pairing of food and wine in the world? Do you know? Do you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I would say champagne and caviar. I mean, yeah, that's you think that's, that's pretty classic. That's pretty classic and kind of elegant and represents luxury on both sides of food and you know on beverage. So, like, yeah. champagne and caviar is kind of like, you know, the jam. I mean, yeah. for me, it's more of a really nice, um, maybe like a, a Madeira or a port with, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I like peanut <laughs> butter and jelly sandwiches. But, you know, I'm basic like that. Like, <laughs> I, I like stuff like that, you know. I'm a little bit of a cornball, so, like, I, I'll do that. 
Um, but I can also flip it and, and move you on to, you know, something a little bit more extravagant too. And we can do the champagne with the caviar. We can do that. But for me, I'm at the house, peanut butter and jelly. Let me get some dessert wine and, you know, we're going we gonna to jam out to that. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say the most unusual pairing would be? Unusual pairing. You know, I heard someone talk about I, I don't think I don't think the uh, peanut butter and jelly would be unusual. No, nah, no, nah, that one's not that one's not unusual. But unusual would be something like um I heard this pairing once and I've never tried it. But like a hot dog with like all the trimming you know, whatever, um, with, like, gamay, you know, from, from oh. France. And I was just like, oh. I'm like, what? Like, who? who? Oh. When I think hot dog, I'm thinking beer. Oh. I automatically think beer. But, you know, I was just like, yeah. all right, I might have to, I might have to look into that. You had that go. No. But I heard that a uh-uh. while back. Uh-uh. Hey. See, I don't eat hot dogs anyway, <laughs> so see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally grossed out. <laughs> yeah, all of that. That's, yeah, that's nasty. All right, so it's, if you could drink some wine. crazy stuff out there, man. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was doing bad with, like, sangria and, and like, flaming Hot Cheetos, uh, the flaming Hot Fries. And my sangria, yeah, that's like breakfast to me right there. Like in one, there was one period of my life, like yeah, like I was just on that. Like that's all, you know, breakfast and lunch. That was just me. Like yeah, I'm glad I got over that. But yeah, that was just me. Um, I drink cotton candy. Yes. All right. I might have to. I might have to check that out. Like hot fries. Don't knock it. Like the Cheeto joints, right? Yes. All right. And that Cruz Garcia, okay. Cruz Garcia Sangria. Go to Walmart, get you a bottle, <laughs> get some hot fries. I'm all yes. the way, I'm, I'm going to tag you on Instagram when I do it. You know that, right? Oh, that's life right there. I'm telling you, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep. Your wife will uh, be like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? That's what are life. you eating? My son's going to be all about it. Yeah. My son's going to be like, yo, can I get some hot fries, Dad? Let me get some hot yeah, fries, though. Yeah. Put my man's up now. <laughs> yeah. No, I ain't had hot fries I, since, I, since I was legit. So I'm going to kill them fries. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, and that's what was shocking for me. It was like when I was younger, you know, the hot fries was it. And then all of a sudden they came back out with hot fries. And I was like, yo, some hot fries? And my hot fries used to be in a blue bag. Um, Andy's. Andy's hot fries in a blue bag used to be the thing. And then mm-hmm. Chester came back out with these hot fries. And I was like, yo. Is it hot fries? I so. What color is the bag now? The bag is like yellow. Yellow, yeah, yellow. Yeah. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna don't worry. I'm gonna show you the hot fries and the wine you need to get. Hook it up. (laughs) Hook it up. That's that's some good eating and drinking right there, boy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You ain't gonna know what hit you. You ain't gonna know what hit you. I'm telling you. Yes, boy. You ain't gonna know. You ain't gonna know, and and the wine because it's so the sangria because it's so, I, I don't know. Before you know it, you are gonna be done with the bottle. Like that little bottle, just that's like a little, 
little teaser. So you get the big bottle, and before you know it, the bottle is gone. You're going to feel, you're going to look at yourself like, that was me? Like I did that? I drank the whole bottle? <laughs> I was going through like a bottle every other day. I was going through a bottle, and that's when I knew. Like, you got to stop it. You got to stop. You got to stop. Yeah. You was doing the most. I done told all my business. Look, I told you we was going to talk like we was on the couch. I done told all my business. People think I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. That's what it's so, about, though. Right, that's so. what it's about. <laughs> all right, so now before we talk about the Royal Vine, if you could only drink one wine for the rest of your life, what would that wine be? You know, I get this question a lot, and I always flip it. So I'm going to flip it on you. The wine that I would drink is definitely going to be Riesling. Now, the flip is I'm using that varietal, right? I'm going to use that grape. And the reason why it's Riesling is because Riesling can be sweet, and this is a major major thing that people kind of mix up on all the time. They always think that um, Riesling is always sweet. And Riesling Mm-mm. can be really, really, really dry. Really and dry, yeah. And you can actually make sparkling from Riesling as well. It's called sex in German to champagne, and it's delicious. So you can have sparkling, you can have really dry, you can have semi-sweet, you can have sweet, and then you can have desserts, you know, which is like out of this world crazy. So I would take on Riesling so I can at least, you know, kind of have the whole spectrum. So it will be between Riesling and Chenin Blanc. That's another grape that, you know, can be used in those different variations as well. So it would be Chenin Blanc or Riesling. That's what I'm drinking. Okay. Okay. I forgot what about Riesling. What about you? You don't stick to the sangria? Hell yeah. But I forgot about Riesling. <laughs> See, you you took you really just opened my mind up. Like you took me back to um, restaurant management, having to study wines. Um, I wish my daughter could yeah. hear me because I used to throw books. I really used to throw books um, in restaurant management. <laughs> um, <but laughs> my mind really just opened back up. Um, I forgot all about that. I think I might start answering that way. Um, because you do have the rifles. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my jam. You got that down now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might pair that with some salmon really soon, too. Hmm. Yo, do it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the Royal Vines. The Royal Vines is... Um, my brand that kind of turned into a business by accident. Like, I don't know if you ever hear people saying, oh, like it accidentally turned into a business. Like, how does that happen? I actually was, um, I was in the midst of really starting to learn about wine. And I was like, okay, I have been doing a lot of reading. Now I was getting into the tasting part. I'm like, okay, how can I taste, you know, Pinot Noirs from all over the world, all together, mm. right, to have a taste. Mm. So I was like, the best thing to do in my head was just get a group of people together, everybody throw in some money, and, like, we all taste Pinot Noir and talk about it. Got my friends together and was like, hey, I'm doing a, you know, we're going to do a wine tasting. 
know, I, I, I'm a cook because obviously I could cook being in the restaurant industry. Um, right. And I'm like, we're going to, I'm just going to make some food and we're going to taste Pinot Noir tonight. So everybody was like, all right, cool. So, you know, they throw in some money. I went out, I got some bottles. Um, I got one bottle for free and I was just like, what? I'm like, okay. And then I got another bottle for free. And I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, I actually had a little money left over. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to pocket this for, you know, my fee of, you know, organizing this. And, you know, people, my friends loved it. They were like, you know, you got to do another one. So I was like, all right, cool. So I did another one and another one. And, you know, it got to the point where um, I just kept doing them. And um, that's kind of how World Vines was, was born. I used to have tasting notes and, you know, scores and everything set up for everybody to fill out. And, you know, it was a, it was a good time. It was, it was a really good time. So I just kind of continued with that, you know, continued my learning process and continued to do tastings. And, you know, I recently had a chance to really dive back into doing tastings, especially this year, because there's such a need for, you know, social events, but uh, keeping that social distance and and quarantine and being locked down and all that. So, you know, what better way to do that than with virtual tastings? Um, So that's pretty much what Royal Vines is. We do spirit tastings as well. We also do something called the cocktail class um, or the cocktail party, excuse me, where we act, where it's actually a cocktail class, almost like a bar just listening to me talk and teach you about a cocktail you actually are the person that's making the cocktail and get to enjoy your own cocktail or trade it with your partner, whatever the case might be. And you learn a little something about the backstory on that cocktail or the backstory on that particular spirit we're using. And you get to get to drink and mingle and talk and chat. It's great because you, know, you can invite friends over to the house and have a cocktail party and not have to worry about being the host and making sure everyone's okay because I'm there making sure everybody's okay and making sure everybody's drinking. Wow. I like that. I don't have friends, but I like that. I she <laughs> said I don't have friends. <laughs> you got family, you got colleagues, I you got, like you know, that. coworkers. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. Holidays is coming uh-uh. up. Corporate parties, how at me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I work from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. We could we could do one on one. I said that's all right. We could do we could do a one on one session. We'll, we'll do the pairing yeah, together I, with the, with the Cheetos. Yeah, yo, yo, but see, that's the thing. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I can't drink right now, so we would have to make non-alcoholic spirits, and and I don't know how well that uh-huh. would turn out. Um, yeah, I, I need hey, to but do you know what? Though. They're, um, they're out there. They are. I know. <laughs> I need like, to do something between um between you and and Zeus and and I need to do something this holiday season um with my um friends. I know my friends are listening. I'm like, did she just have to just say she ain't got no friends? Yeah, I do need to do mm-hmm, something. Um, they they really are. My phone's gonna blow up. Twenty minutes. I'm gonna catch hell. Um, I do need to do something uh, for my friends this year. They've been amazing. Um, they've been so supportive, um, especially of the show. The show has did some really amazing things this year. Our vision board, we've been able to mark off everything 
Um, one thing is left on the vision board, which I know we'll be able to mark that off by the end of this month. And so we've done some amazing things, some amazing numbers this year. And so um, our listening audience has been amazing. My friends have been so supportive. My family's been so supportive. And so I will definitely have to do something this holiday season um, for everyone, um, providing that, you know, we don't shut down again. I see that a lot of states are shutting down. Um, and so yeah. um, I, I had a – I know this is all off topic, but I do want to say um, I don't know if you've had to be COVID tested or not, but I thought that, you yeah. know, this is like something that is on a voluntary basis, right? So I went to the doctor yesterday, and normally my my appointments are, you know, it's like let me check your blood pressure, let me check, you know, like your temperature or whatever. It's everything that they've done. They've been able to do it in the parking lot. You know, just blood work. You come right into like the foyer of the office, you know, um, and then if they have to send me out to like my cardiologist or whatever, they know that I'm I'm good. And so they, they see me. Certain offices will just let you come on in with no problem. Yesterday I had to see my general practitioner and they were like, no, we need you to come to the back. So we're going to have to COVID test you before you come inside. And I'm like, all right, cool. So they're talking to me and telling me, like, there's a person ahead of you. It's going to take, like, 15 minutes for that person's test. It's going to take, like, 15 minutes for your test. So that's a total of 30 minutes. Like, they're talking to me and telling me all this, and then they're telling me the procedure for the COVID test. And next thing I know, they have this little thing up my nose. Like, they're talking to me but telling me what they're going to do at the same time. Like, I had no, no time to object at all already up my nose right. and like yep now we're gonna have to swab the next side on i'm like wait a minute this is involuntary covid testing like hold on wait a minute I'm like yep it's already done okay so i couldn't even object that's crazy. I was like nah that's how we get people that's how we get y'all and i'm like oh dang it's over with already it's like yeah it's done you have worries now i've been in quarantine like nine months i i had no worries but i'm just saying y'all didn't even give me time to object or anything yeah so for right. all of you who are worried about COVID testing, you know, easy peasy. They're going to stick it up, you know, you know, nothing to worry about. Man, you see the, the most, pictures that It's the most show. uncomfortable thing, though. Oh, my gosh. It's like was it, you, was it, it doesn't hurt. Well, I didn't – you know what? Mine was anything – anytime I've ever gotten, like, a nose swab, it's always been uncomfortable. I mean, I hardly ever get the flu, but I'm one of those people that, you know, I don't do the whole flu shot thing either. Uh, I just either. don't think that it makes sense, but that's just yeah, me personally. If yeah, yeah, if someone out there listening disagrees, that's you. That that's you. Do your thing. That's you. And do you, boo? <laughs> do you? Right, right. But for me, right. I don't do the whole flu shot thing, and I hardly ever get sick. So, um, right. No, the it wasn't. It was. I didn't think it was uncomfortable at all. Um, my. Son had to have it for his job, and he was like, you know, he, but they made him do it. He went to, like, CVS, and they made him do it himself. So I don't know. Maybe he stuck it up his, you know, nose too far. But he was like, yeah, it hurt. I was in pain. He's a wimp anyway. I, my tolerance of pain is very high, so it didn't bother me <laughs> at all. If anything, right. it opened up my, my sinus cavity more. You know, like today, I've been crying all day. Like, you know, I can't – my eyes won't stop watering. Um that that's the right. most you know that has bothered me, but um, yeah, I was just like you know, needless to say, you know, negative test. They went ahead and took me in the back and did everything they needed to do, but I was just like, dang, y'all didn't even give me time to object or or anything. Um, 
So since, you know, since my test is negative, everybody around my house is all good. You know, I will have my few people over so that we could do, you know, something. Because um, I got to get my coquito. Yeah, your yeah, yeah, COVID, yeah, COVID um, crew. Yeah, yeah, you know, get my people up in here and we got to do, we got to do something. So um, now you're not a bartender, are you? Yes, a bartender. You are. I, so do you, do you, um, do you do like bartender certification as well? No, I, I wholeheartedly don't believe in bartending certifications unless your state mandates you have a certification in order to be a bartender. So that's that's one. So if your state mandates for you to be um, uh, certified or have some type of certification in order to bartend at a operation or uh, a facility, then obviously that's different. But you know, in a lot of states, you don't necessarily have to be certified as a bartender or go to a bartending school in order to get placed uh, behind a bar. Um, in Florida, that's not something that's necessary. Um, so for me, I don't need to do um, certifications just because, one, I just I don't believe in them being in this particular state. I think, you know, you can definitely learn a lot on the job. So if you're already working in a restaurant, um, you know, the best thing to do is to team up with those bartenders and let, you know, whoever the manager is, let them know, like, hey, I'm interested in this. And I'm like, I'll fill in whatever shifts. And because there's always bartenders that don't want to work, you know, brunch. They don't want to work mm-hmm. Saturday night sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or they don't want right, to work right. lunch. <laughs> and, and, you know, right. you pick up, you pay your dues and you pick up the slack where they don't want to. And, you know, you start learning from there and you go from there. So, you know, that's my wholehearted belief as far as being a bartender. Um, for those states that do require a certification, you know, I'm sorry for y'all. Do what you got to do. Do you have a favorite or a go-to or would you can you recommend a wine um, that is um, – um, train of thought just disappeared. I said wine and got thirsty. Um, <laughs> um, um I, I'm sorry, I did. Um, my gosh. No, okay. all, right, all, right, all right, so here we go. All right, so what I'm trying to say is my favorite wine. Um, by uh, now I want to be I want to be politically correct in saying this. My favorite wine by, um. An an ethnic um, distributor, maybe this is the word. Um, I like the McBride Sisters collection, um, Black Girl Magic. Um, They're California Red Blend. All right, so do you have a preference? Can you recommend? Um, Do you have a favorite? Do you even drink any that are put out by any ethnic you put you know, me on the spot here. Um, winery. There I have go. tons of recommendations. <laughs> I All have right. tons and tons of recommendations. Um, I can't say that I have a favorite um, because I, I, I try to work with so many. Um, mm-hmm. So basically the whole YouTube channel, 
um, is focused on education, but then there's a there's a series that I do called the Black Owned Wine Review, and mm-hmm. the Black Owned Wine Review is exactly what you think it is. It's black owned mm-hmm. wines that I that I find um, that I've heard of, and I get a hold of, and I do a you know a live tasting or a review on. Then some really exceptional wines that I've had, and there have been some ones that I'm just like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should go mm-hmm. ahead and, you know, publish this one. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to say that I am I'm a big fan of Theopolis Vineyards. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Theodore Lee, who is the owner um, and also a lawyer in California, I'm pretty sure she's probably tired of me, like, posting about her stuff, um, posting about her wine. <laughs> um and then also longevity wines um, have mm-hmm. blown me away as well. But there's so many out there. I mean, you know, people are probably now hearing about a lot more now as well, which is out of San Jose. And this brother is, is super dope. He went to an HBCU. I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was HU. And I'm not going, I'm not going to mistake that which HU, but, Okay. <laughs> um, I know. I know he went to HBCU, and he used to work with um, Ace of Spades. Worked with Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy Group, which you know has Moet Hennessy, obviously, mm-hmm. as well as you know Dom Perignon is underneath that umbrella. Grey Goose is underneath that umbrella. So he's had some real experience working on the marketing side for really luxurious brands. So now he has this rosé that's super delicious, um, and you can find up and down the East Coast. So look out for that if you haven't had it. I mean, but there's there's so many. I'm about to do a um, about to do another review on this Riesling from Texas. And like when I heard about, it, I'm like Riesling from Texas? What? I thought it was ridiculous, and turns out that I got a chance to taste it, and I was just like, Yep, there's definitely a review coming for this one because it is. Bad ass. I mean, this is this is some fire Riesling coming out of Texas. So, um, Share Me Wines is the uh, the name of the winery, and this is actually her first uh, or her inaugural vintage, basically. So, her first vintage of wine that she's making. So, there's there's so many. Just get wow. to the YouTube channel. It's super easy to find. YouTube.com/slash Royal Vines Miami. And or you can find it on my Instagram. Just the link in the is in the bio, and subscribe because I have a lot more black-owned wine reviews coming, um, and a lot more wine education coming too. So you want to know about black-owned wines? Stick with me, hang out with your boy, and we're gonna kick it. We'll have some wine, and yeah, that's it. All right, so what wines should we buy as investments? Investments, okay. So one, you want to buy wines that, and that's a really good question, by the way. So if you're looking at investing in wine to kind of like create a portfolio, I would say, one, you can start buying some of these cult wines if you like and, you know, collecting them on a yearly basis and, once you do that, you can then go ahead and put them into an auction. And when you do that, 
they're worth a lot more because you have, you know, say, you have the 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, where a lot of people might not have that. So people wanted to those type of tasting. Um, and they want to be like, okay, I want to be able to taste through all of these years, or I want to be able to say that I have all of these years because maybe they have the 2006 and 2007, whatever. So that's one way to invest. So you can look at cold wines. You know, those cold wines would be something like Bond, or um, you could do something like Sesakaya from Italy. Um, there's just the huge names that are out there as far as wine is concerned. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can dig into really expensive wines that um, coming from France, you know, or from Italy and some of these iconic names and just collect those and just leave them in your cellar, you know, get a cellar somewhere, get like a little wine fridge, put them in there and just leave them there. Um, you know, any of those from Bordeaux would work and any of the you know great domains or great houses or great um, brands from Burgundy would work, anything from, you know, northern Italy, you know, some Chianti, yes, no, maybe so. Um, but some of those big names that you always hear about or that you see in the news, those are some of the ones that you can definitely invest in, keep them, collect them, and then you can auction them off later or you just keep them and just to have. Um, he's educated, guys. He knows his shit. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> our certified sommelier, our DJ, our content creator, Ray Shows. And, yes, I said our because, you know, once he's on the show, he's family. So, yes, our certified Word. sommelier. Yes. That's right. It has been amazing having you here this evening, Ray. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me. You could have been anywhere, but you're here with me, giving so freely of yourself, your time, sharing all about what it is you do, why you do what you do. Um, And I want to thank you so much for being here with me this evening. I want to go ahead and open up the floor to you um, so that you can go ahead and give, again, all of your contact information for those who may be listening live, for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, many playback shows, how they can get in contact with you, how they can um, reach out to you if they are interested in um, your wine tasting, if they want to um, uh, get in on the um, cocktail um, tasting as well, if they want to um, purchase merchandise. Yeah, y'all see the new merch yet? Um, For whatever reason they may have (laughs) to get in contact with the Ray Shows, the floor is now yours to get all of that contact information out. Yeah, so basically you can definitely find me on all your social media platforms uh, at The Royal Vines. Um, you can also check out both of my websites right now. I'm in transition with two of them. One is theroyalvines.com and the other is theroyalvines.com slash merch. Um, so you can find me on both of those. And then, obviously, um, I even, I'll give you all my email, too. It's Ray at the Royal Vine. So if you ever have questions, please feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, any of that. I love talking to people. So you can even call me straight from my ID if you want to. Uh, So 
shoot me a text message, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, whatever works for you, whatever you like, and that's how you can reach me. Sounds like a plan. All right, guys, make sure that you are back here on Monday morning for Monday morning motivation. Remember, new show, new host, um, same concept. That's all you need to know. All right? <laughs> then back here on Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, for Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on Thursday with uh, Royal Diamond as our guest. All right? Our last show of the year. Super exciting. Until then, you guys have an amazing night. Stay safe. Make sure you're wearing your gloves. Make sure you're using your hand sanitizer. Make sure you're masking up your social distancing. If your state requires 10 people, abide. If your state says 25 people, abide. If you're 50, abide. Yes, guys, follow the rules. That's all you got to do, all right? Follow the rules. Ray, again, thank you so much for joining us here this evening. And I'm going to send you those pictures. No, thank you. You can go try that uh, concoction. <laughs> right? It's the bomb. Awesome. You guys have a good night. And happy holidays. Right.